we can start <coughs> by taking the precepts and the refuges. Ahambante Tisarinasa Atanga Samanagatang Uposata Silang Dhammang Yajami Anugang Katava Silang Data Me Bhante Dudimpi Ahambante Tisarinasaha Atanga Samanagatang Uposate Silang Dhammang Yajami Anugang Katava Silang Data Me Bhante Tadiyampi Ahambante Tisarinanasa Atanga Samanagatang Uposate Silang Dhammang Yajami Anugang Katava Silang Data Me Bhante Sanghang Sarananga Chami Musavada Vedamini Sikapadang Samadhyami Suramireya Majapamadatana Vedamini Sikapadang Samadhyami Vikala Bhojana Vedamini Sikapadang Samadhyami Nata Gita Vadita Visukadasana Malagantha Vilipana 
Dharana Mandana Vibhusanatana Veramani Sikkapadang Samadhyami Uchasayana Mahasayana Veramani Sikkapadang Samadhyami the merit idang may si lang asavakayang vayang utu idang may punyang ibanas kachya utu mame punyabagang sabasatanang vagimi Tisabhi Nisamang Punyabhagang Labantu Since most of you, uh, we are having interview regularly also with the Sado and uh, so tonight we will be uh, a little bit brief. There is nothing special uh, that we is going uh, to be uh, discussed except I will read the Sutta and then we can uh, we can uh, question or we can exchange some uh, some point of view if you like. Like so far, like uh, when I have talked, you know, and when we have discussed, uh, we have dealt mostly like uh, the aspect of sila is already settled, you know, and also most of the aspects of the samadhi also is uh, has been uh, overview in general. I think uh, in this area, you don't seem to uh, to have uh, too much uh, questions left because uh, also the main thing of the Buddha, of the Buddha's teaching is panya. So the wisdom. So for that purpose, uh, I have. Uh, I thought that I, I will uh, look with you with the sutta. You know, the sutta called Datu, um, the Datu Vibhanga Sutta, the on the Majjhima Nikaya, and it's about uh, the. Uh, the on the elements the expositions on the elements. So tonight it will be very academic with the books and my spectacles. So. <laughs> so you know that sutta, like, I, I think you, you probably have read it, but uh, it relates the, the story of somebody actually, uh, he was supposed to be a king. No, he was not supposed. He was a king before, and then he had exchanged some, uh, you know, some words with his friend Bibisara, the, the the king in 
in the uh, close to uh, Rajgiri, I forget the name of the province, and they were two friends. But uh, the Bimbisara, as you know, was a very close disciple of the Buddha, and he had sent uh, some uh, some gift, you know, by uh, by post to uh, to his uh, friend, the other king, Pukuseti. So uh, that uh, king, Pukuseti, when he had uh, read the, the, these brief instructions that were sent by his friend, uh, he started to practice meditation by himself. So that's wonderful, isn't it? And uh, one of the instructions that uh, was uh, useful for him is the only uh, the practice on Anapanasati. So uh, they say that uh, that king had the palace, and then in his palace he was uh, reserving the seventh floor of his uh, building just for his meditation. So he will go up, and uh, and then the, and then he will he will just practice the Anapanasati mostly. You know, of course he probably did other things, but. Uh, he was uh, practicing a lot of the mindfulness of breathing, and uh, they say that uh, he had already achieved uh, the fourth jhana. So at a certain point, uh, you know, like the, when we uh, uh, look at the, uh, the, 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 the values of the Indian societies in these days, when people were getting old, you know, they, they had, they had a very, uh, the perspective they had on life was uh, already regulated, you know, so the, the, like in the Hinduism or, you know, what is left from the, I mean, what is still there in the, you know, in India is that the, 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 they divide the lives in four portions, like the first portion is for, uh, I forgot a little bit, you know, I think it's for uh, you learn and then you play sport and after that you get a family, after that you give service to the society and then at the end of your life, when the, all these uh, social responsibilities and duties are, are fulfilled, then you uh, uh, go and devote uh, your time to spiritual practice. So that's very interesting. If, you know, in our society, Western society, if we had that uh, uh, openness or that, uh, that feel open to old age uh, people, uh, it would be very interesting, you know, just to motivate them, just to remind them whatever spirituality, you know, whatever spirituality people are practicing, it is good because we die. So what are we carrying when we die? We carry the, uh, we carry mostly our actions, but also what is carrying us is our mind. So to develop our mind and then to, uh, to, 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 to remind ourselves that uh, well, this life is, uh, is just a short time on earth. And uh, now I am getting uh, ready to, I am booking a flight for somewhere else. So <laughs> when you are on the process to buy your ticket, then you, it's better to make everything ready so that your luggage is, is in order when you leave. So this is the values that they were still there in India. Hmm? And uh, so anyway, that, uh, that king actually at the end, you know, he, he was not contented to, to meditate, uh, although he had a good meditation, you know, in his palace, he was not contented to that and he became a sadhu. So he renounced everything and just, uh, he just went like a, a mendicant, which is also a caste of uh, an Indian society. So when he was, uh, uh, when he was uh, wandering like that, then he wanted to meet uh, his teacher. He wanted to pay respect to the Buddha, to whom he had never met before. He, he had never uh, met. He, he just he had just heard about him. So uh, he had heard that he was in the area. I think he was in Savati or 
Oh God. It's not very important, I think. You can look at the geography later. So, uh, then uh, when he, he arrived close to where the Buddha was uh, said to be living, then he settled in a, in a shed, you know, a potter shed. And, uh, and then he had settled there. And uh, he was to proceed later on to Rajgiri or, or somewhere like that. And uh, the Buddha actually, with this, uh, with this meditation, with this psychic power, then he had uh, intuitively he had seen that that person was looking for him, and uh, he was on his way to, uh, to 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 meet him. So the Buddha had already, uh, they say, you know, they say that the Buddha had was kind of expecting to meet that person. So, uh, or the Buddha arrived at the the place, you know, where that Pukusati was staying, and. Uh, then he asked to uh, he asked the owner of uh, the shed if he if it were if it would be possible for him to to spend the night there. And then of course the owner said yes yes sadhu you can stay there, and, uh, but there will be another uh, sadhu that will come and uh, then if you don't mind if the the other person the other uh, monk or ascetic allows you to to stay then there is no problem for you to stay in the shed. So uh, then the Buddha waited for the, the, the Pukusati, and then, then when the Pukusati arrived, he asked the permission, and then of course he agreed. So uh, what is interesting is that, uh, is that actually they didn't sleep so much, you know, they meditate all the night. So people were determined. They, they meditated all the night. And, uh, and then in the morning or in the night, the Buddha uh, realized that that person was kind of right, you know, that uh, he was uh, he was mature enough and uh, he was ready for for a deeper teaching. So, how did he instruct that person? You know, how did he instruct uh, that person? He would have dealt with the fundamental. He would have dealt with uh, something that is uh, really the core of his teaching. We can assume. So what did he say? So he said, Bhikkhu, I will teach you the Dhamma. Listen and attend closely to what I shall say. Yes, friend, the Venerable Pukkusati replied, so the Blessed One said this, because this person consists of six elements, six bases of contact, and 18 kinds of mental exploration, and he has four foundations. The tides of conceiving do not sweep over one who stands upon these foundations. And when the tides of conceiving no, long, no longer sweep over him, he is called a sage at peace. One should not neglect wisdom, should preserve truth, should cultivate relinquishment, and should train for peace. Bhikkhu this person consists of six elements, so it was said. And with reference to what was this said, 
They are the earth element, the water element, the fire element, the air element, the space element, and the consciousness element. So it was with reference to this that it was said, Bhikkhu, this person consists of six elements. Bhikkhu, this person consists of six bases of contact. So it was said. And with reference to what was this said? They are the base of eye contact, the base of ear contact, the base of nose contact, the base of tongue contact, the base of body contact, and the base of mind contact. So it was with reference to this that it was said, because this person consists of six bases of contact. Bhikkhu, this person consists of 18 kinds of mental exploration. So it was said. And with reference to what was this said? On seeing a form with the eye, one explores the form productive of joy. One explores the form productive of grief. One explores the form productive of equanimity. On hearing a sound with the ear, on smelling an odor with the nose, on tasting a flavor with the tongue, on touching a tangible with the body, on cognizing a mind object with the mind. One explores a mind object productive of joy. One explores a mind object productive of grief. One explores a mind object productive of equanimity. So it was with reference to this that it was said, because this person consists of 18 kinds of mental exploration. Bhikkhu, this person has four foundations. So it was said. And with reference to what was this said? They are the foundation of wisdom the foundation of truth, the foundation of relinquishment, and the foundation of peace. So it, what, it was with reference to this that it was said, because this person has four foundations. One should not neglect wisdom, should preserve truth, should cultivate relinquishment, and should train for peace. So it was said, and with reference to what was this said? How because does one neglect one does one not neglect wisdom? So here we are, like uh, we pinpoint the wisdom point, and uh, this is what is going to be uh, mostly uh, what we will try to uh, figure out. Yeah. And about wisdom, there are these six elements, the earth element, the water element, the fire element, the air element, the space element, and the consciousness element. What because is the earth element? The earth element may be either internal or external. What is the internal earth element? Whatever internally, belonging to oneself is solid, solidified, and clung to, 
that is, head hairs, body hairs, nail teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, large intestines, small intestines, contents of the stomach, feces, or whatever else internally belonging to oneself is solid, solidified and clung to. This is called the internal earth element. Now both the internal earth element and the external earth element are simply earth element. And that should be seen as it actually is with proper wisdom thus. This is not mine. This is I am not. This is not myself. When one sees it thus as it actually is with proper wisdom, one becomes disenchanted with the earth element and makes the mind dispassionate towards the earth element. What because is the water element? The water element may be either internal or external. What is the internal water element? Whatever internally belonging to oneself is water, watery and clung to, that is bile, flank pus, blood, sweat, fat, tears, grease, spittle, nut, oil of the joints, urine, or whatever else internally belonging to oneself is water, watery, and clung to. This is called the internal water element. Now both the internal water element and the external water element are simply water element. And that should be seen as it actually is with proper wisdom, thus. This is not mine, this I am not, this is not myself. When one sees it thus as it actually is with proper wisdom, one becomes disenchanted with the water element and makes the mind dispassionate towards the water element. What because is the fire element? The fire element may be either internal or external. What is the internal fire element? Whatever internally belonging to oneself is fire, fiery and clung to, that is, that by which one is warm, ages, and is consumed, and that by which what is eaten drunk, consumed, and tasted, gets completely digested, or whatever else internally, belonging to oneself is fire, fiery, and clung to. This is called the internal fire element. Now both the internal fire element and the external fire element are simply fire element. And that will be seen as it actually is with proper wisdom. Thus, this is not mine, this I am not, this is not myself. When one sees it thus as it actually is with proper wisdom, one becomes disenchanted with the fire element and makes the mind dispassionate towards the fire element. What bhikkhu is the air element? The air element may be either internal or external. What is the internal air element? Whatever internally belonging to oneself is air, 
airy and long too. That is upgoing winds, downgoing winds, winds in the belly, winds in the bowels, winds that course through the limbs in breath and out breath, or whatever else internally belonging to oneself is air, airy and clung to. This is called the internal air element. Now both the internal or air element and the external air element are simply air element. And that should be seen as it actually is with proper wisdom thus. This is not mine, this I am not, this is not myself. When one sees it thus, as it actually is with proper wisdom, one becomes disenchanted with the air element and makes the mind dispassionate towards the air element. What bhikkhu is the space element? The space element may be either internal or external. What is the internal space element? Whatever internally belonging to oneself is space, spatial, and clump to, that is the holes of the ears, the nostrils, the door of the mouth, and that aperture, whereby what is eaten, drunk, consumed, and tasted gets swallowed, and where it collects, and whereby it is excreted from below, or whatever else, internally, belonging to oneself, is space, special, and clump to. This is called the internal space element. Now, both the internal space element and the external space element are simply space element. And that should be seen as it actually is with proper wisdom, thus. This is not mine, this is I am not, this is not myself. When one sees it thus, as it actually is with proper wisdom, one becomes disenchanted with the space element and makes the mind dispassionate towards the space element. Then there remains only consciousness, purified and bright. What does one cognize with that consciousness? One cognizes this is pleasant. One cognizes this is painful. One cognizes this is neither painful nor pleasant. In dependence on a contact to be felt as pleasant, there arises a pleasant feeling. When one feels a pleasant feeling, one understands, I feel a pleasant feeling. One understands, with the cessation of that same contact to be felt as pleasant, its corresponding feeling, the pleasant feeling that arose in dependence on that contact to be felt as pleasant, ceases and subsides. In dependence on a contact to be felt as painful, there arises a painful feeling. Then they, they go again with the, you know, the description of painful feeling, then a neutral feeling, and then the, the same attitude also is, uh, has to be cultivated until, uh, uh, like at the end they say, one understands with the cessation of that same contact to be felt as neither painful nor pleasant, its corresponding feeling, etc., ceases and subsides. And then again, they go on, you know, and they, uh, they speak about uh, the only the equanimity uh, that is purified, bright, malleable, wily, and radiant. That is, this is uh, what is remaining. And they say here, the commentary say that uh, it is related to the equanimity of the four jhana because that person is supposed to uh, uh, 
to have got the jhana there, so they speak there about that type of equanimity. And then they go on, you know, and with the equanimity, then he says that he can do uh, uh, many things with uh, this equanimity. The mind is so clear and the mind is so uh, well equanimous that uh, the person also is so much aware what is going on in his mind that he is aware also that wh- wherever that equanimity or that consciousness is to be directed to, then uh, there will be rebirth there. So already a process, a deep process of understanding has been achieved. And uh, this is also, although they speak about the, for the equanimity of the four jhana, it is uh, uh, very much related to the equanimity, the sankara upekka, you know, of uh, insight meditation. And at that time, the mind is so much uh, clear and uh, uh, conscious and also uh, yes, clear, you know, so that, uh, so that any movement or any inclination of the mind is, 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 is noticed very easily within sight. So at that time, the, 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 the direction towards which the mind will be going, the meditator is knowing very well. So also at that time, this is the time where the maturity of insight will, uh, will lead one to, uh, to further insight and then eventually to Nibbana. But actually, the, at this stage of uh, Sankara Upeka, there are sometimes uh, alternatives or sometimes also there are uh, possibilities that are not necessarily uh, directed to Nibbana. And these are the possibility to go to the, some of the uh, realms of, uh, you know, the, the fine material realms of the jhanas, like, uh, or the, the, the immaterial realms of the jhana, and things like this. So anyway, that the person already sees that, and then they, he doesn't want to go that, and what is he left with? Then he says that at that time, he just, uh, he, mm, he sees that these, con- that, that these things, like if he was to uh, send or if he was to direct his mind towards these uh, states of uh, deep concentration uh, with, the, with that economy, then he will see that uh, these states also, uh, it will also be conditioned. And uh, so he doesn't want that. He is looking for something that is unconditioned. So what does he do? They say that uh, he does not form any condition or generate any volition tending towards either being or non-being. Since he does not form any condition or generate any volition tending towards either being or non-being, he does not cling to anything in the world. When he does not cling, he is not agitated. When he is not agitated, he personally attains Nibbana. He understands thus, birth is destroyed, the only life has been lived, what had been done has been done, there is no more coming to any state of being. And then the, the end, you know, they say that uh, uh, still a person is living, you know, so uh, the, 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 the emphasis that is uh, giving here, uh, after, uh, after this has been realized, that uh, it is the, the, the emphasize on, on feeling, on Vedana. So then again, he, he, they are still on that aspect of feeling. And then he, they say, he, if, he, if he feels a pleasant feeling, 
he understands it is impermanent, it, there is no holding to it, there is no delight in it. If he feels a painful feeling, he understands it is impermanent, there is no holding to it, there is no delight to it. If he feels a neither, painful, neither painful nor pleasant feeling, he understands it is impermanent, there is no holding to it, there is no delight in it. If he feels a pleasant feeling, he feels it detached. If he feels a painful feeling, he feels it detached. If he feels uh, neither painful nor painful nor pleasant feeling, he feels it detached. When he feels a feeling terminating with the body, <coughs> he understands, I feel a feeling terminating with the body. When he feels a feeling, a feeling terminating with life, he understands, I feel a feeling terminating with life. He understands, on the dissolution of the body, with the ending of life, all that is felt, not being delighted in, will become cool right there. Bhikkhu, just as an oil lamp burns in dependence on oil and a wick, and when the oil and wick are used up, if it does not get any more fuel, it is extinguished from lack of fuel. So too, when he feels a feeling terminating with the body, a feeling terminating with life, he understands, I feel, a feeling terminating with lives, and uh, etc. And on the dissolution of the body, with the ending of life, all that is felt, not being delighted in, will become cool right there. Therefore, a bhikkhu possessing this wisdom possesses the supreme foundation of wisdom. For this bhikkhu is the supreme noble wisdom, namely the knowledge of the destruction of uh, suffering. So also, from there also, like uh, he spoke about the, the four foundations, one was about the truth, no? and then the foundation also of peace, and the foundation of wisdom, and then the last one was the foundation of relinquishment. So these four foundations have uh, also their base, like they can be very subtle, they can be uh, very general at the beginning, and then at the end they are related to the Nibbana. So, uh, the foundation of truth, we have to be truthful and things like this, you know, we have to be honest and key to the truth. And then, but the truth at the end, he, it refers to the uh, realization of uh, insight. And then the, the, the foundation of peace is the same thing, we have to be develop uh, the peaceful states of mind and then try to relinquish our uh, defilements and make ourselves peaceful. And uh, then also at the end, when uh, we realize Nibbana, then also that this is the supreme type of peace and about uh, the foundation of uh, the foundation of relinquishment it is the same thing so at the beginning what we relinquish is not necessarily our wealth what we relinquish is not necessarily our home and our places what we relinquish is, is the defilements of our mind so that's a, that's a very interesting to remind ourselves, we have to re we have to relinquish the defilements that we have in our mind. So when we f when we establish that type of relinquishment at the end, then the relinquishment itself will just be the complete uh, enjoyment of uh, of the nibbana, which is the the supreme type of uh, relinquishment.
and then the, the aspect of wisdom also, like they say that uh, if somebody is established in these uh, four things, then the wisdom also, uh, the wisdom of, of the beginning, but also the wisdom of the end, when somebody is established in, the, in that uh, very deep insight, this is the supreme type of uh, wisdom. But the wisdom that I was uh, wanting to emphasize, which actually uh, I spoke uh, much, you know, so the wisdom that is uh, to be emphasized is that uh, if we take the commentaries or various types of books, you know, uh, even books on Buddhism, the aspect of wisdom can be described in many ways, and also commentaries would just go with uh, all kinds of uh, uh, very nicely elaborated and intellectually rational and explanation of what wisdom is, what is understand, what is panya. Yeah, but here we keep it very simple, and uh, here it is exposed by way of the elements. And that means that uh, the wisdom is the understanding, the understanding that well, in life there is just the elements, just the natural elements. And basically, the natural elements that are talked about is the material elements. So in the field of material elements, we have the four basic Mahabhuta, uh, the four basic uh, uh, elements of earth, water, fire, and wind. And then with also the element of space. And then with the sixth element, we have the element of consciousness. So actually we have two classes. We have the class of uh, materiality, everything that is pertaining to matter, and then we have the class of mentality, everything that is pertaining to consciousness, to mind. So it is very simple. There is only mind and matter. Wherever in the universe we, we, we are to uh, investigate, the only thing we, we see is just the mind and matter. That's an interesting perspective. It makes the life very simple. There is a teacher, you know, that I had met in Burma, and uh, in one of his discourse, he is very nice. He is very nice. And then, also, he is very simple, although he is very intelligent. and. Uh, Sometimes he, I heard him say that uh, he was asking <coughs> the people he told him, he was talking, you know, he was saying, you know, uh, in the world, in our life, what is the biggest load that we carry on our shoulder? Do you have an idea about that? You can tell, if you like. What do you think? Life is heavy. We carry something on our shoulder that is a little bit troublesome. What is that? Me. Yeah. Me. I. Mine. That makes heavy. <coughs> I mean, sometimes it's light, sometimes it's heavy, but 
the me and the I and the mine. This is our big problem, you know. This is our big problem. So uh, most of, uh, you know, the teaching of the Buddha, they are related to that. How to solve that, that uh, how to get uh, a little bit, how to have our life a little bit easier, how to have our, light, uh, our life a little bit lighter. Well, by understanding what is that load, and then by understanding the load, you know, how we put that on our shoulder, how we like to carry that burden, you know, all the time, and uh, how we can get rid of that burden, that burden of I, that burden of, of conceiving or, uh, and identifying ourselves with the phenomenon. So for that purpose, uh, to understand the I is not very easy, like we say, Okay, now I have to relinquish the I. I have to destroy the ego, or the I is my is the trouble. And so we we intellectually we 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 may try to to break everything apart and really to fight about ourselves, you know, and then really be discontented with that clinging type of uh, egoistic uh, personality that we all carry. But uh, but it always come back. Hmm? Or I mean more or less, but it has the, always the potentiality, it has always the, 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 the it, it knows many tricks how to, how to pop up in our mind and, uh, and uh, to make uh, ourselves uh, again uh, sticking to that, uh, to that idea. So uh, here, just uh, I will finish, but uh, the most of the uh, approaches that are taught is, uh, is an, uh, an approach of, of observing. So instead of uh, uh, denigrating the, that identification mm, that uh, we all have, we have to understand it. And then we have to understand also how it arises. So uh, it arises when we identify ourselves with our body or when we identify ourselves with the mind. So for that purpose, when the, there is something that sometimes we the, all the suttas, you know, they are so similar that uh, sometimes we forget the clues that are there. But uh, the, the clues that are, I mean, is, is so simple, but uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to, uh, <coughs> to teach you uh, uh, anything very spectacular tonight. But uh, just to, just to uh, remind ourselves that uh, when they are observing the body, they don't say, okay, now my body, I am, uh, you know, Western type of uh, region or you know with uh, whatever type of hair and no 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 when they look at the at the body you know they just divide it in parts they just divide it in parts just like a butcher or just a, like a, a doctor who just seeing anatomy huh? but still not only do they divide it in uh, anatomical parts but also they divide it in elements because anatomical parts is still conceptual, it is still a, a, a possibility for us to identify, but a little bit less, you know, because if we just see a body as, a, you know, parts, then uh, there is less uh, possibility for us to uh, identify with these things. But uh, if we are to disintegrate uh, the body, the, 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 the parts even that we are uh, identifying with uh, into elements, then it's uh, really much uh, easier. And I was thinking about an example, you know, I like to, to, uh, I like to show, you didn't notice that. Huh? So I thought, oh, maybe uh, I will borrow a blender, you know, from the uh, kitchen and then I will bring it to you. But 
I think it, uh, <laughs> it will be a mess, and so you can have you have enough imagination to uh, to see uh, that if we had the blender here, huh? and uh, well, then you have the blender, right? And then, okay, we are using the concepts, you know, so concepts of a banana or apple or anything. So this is uh, like its body parts, for example. Huh? So we have different types of fruits. So carrots also. Carrots will do, or cucumber. Or, huh? So here you open your, your of course it is plugged. Huh? So you open your uh, uh, blender, and then you put your carrots, and then your cucumber, and everything. And then you push there. What is happening? Very fast. And then no, the, the cucumber or the carrot or the, the, the prune or the, 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 the apple disappear. And what is remaining there? Just a, a big consist, con consistent <laughs> type of thing with most, uh, a lot of liquid, you know, and uh, with a little bit of color. But where do we see the prune? Where do we see the, uh, the carrots or, or, or the things that we had put there? It's not there anymore. Then. From there, we can see much more. The, now, this is just the elements. And if we wait a little bit, we will see that it separates, you know, like the, 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 the light juice will go on top, and also the, 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 the remaining, the, the, the pulp or, or, or the heavy stuff will also be in the bottom. So, uh, so uh, a few weeks ago, uh, a friend uh, showed me a video about. Uh, X-ray, you know, from the medical uh, report, and uh, it is the X-ray of a, of, a, of a person eating. So you see the mouth, you know, from the side like this, and then you you uh, you see the whole, at least up to the thorax. Huh? So you see the whole process of eating, and then you just can you just imagine, you know, like X-rays, you know. So you see the, the, the skulls, but also with some of the skins around, you know, like a, a transparent type of uh, photography, uh, black and white. And, uh, and then you see the, the teeth and everything. You see the throat and uh, the bones of the, uh, especially the bones are, are, are very obvious. But you see the bones, but also you see some of the, 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 the pipes of the, of the lungs and also the pipes of the, the stomach. And uh, so anyway. You see the process, you know, just like a machine. <coughs> so you have that thing, you know. And then, then they put the food there. <laughs> they put the food, and uh, I don't know if they have, if they have um, probably tainted the food, but uh, maybe there is a type of dye there. So you see the black thing. So it's just, I don't know what the guy is eating, but uh, it seems to be a little solid. So then you see like, and then, and then, <laughs> it's just like that. It is just like that on the photo. And, uh, and then you see the, the, the bulb, you know, then just little by little it, it turns into a liquid. Hmm? Just like a blender, just like a blender. <laughs> How wonderful we are, we are the, the, you know, science copy, copy the, the natural, you know, natural phenomenon. So the idea of a blender must have been coming from the, you know, <laughs> except that they, they put it the other way around. <laughs> So uh, then you have the blender there, and the, 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 the food is there, and then it just turns into a liquid. It just turns into a liquid, and then, and then there is a kind of uh, super, you know, how do you say, kind of trap there. You, you have the tube there, the <laughs> and then here there is, 
There is a kind of opening, you know. So I don't know. If they, you don't need to push something, but uh, at a certain point, then all the liquid stuck here, right here. Oh. The liquid is stuck there, and then to, uh, all in a sudden you have the clue. <laughs> and then the, the liquid falls down. So that's the process of eating. And then I didn't follow so much, you know, it was enough for me. <laughs> but you can imagine also, uh, like a, now it's in the, in the top there, you know, in the, the tank, you know, and then there are all kinds of uh, things, you know, it's maybe like a, like a, a kind of pot where they, 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 cook the, they cook the thing and uh, there is another process of uh, assimilation and, and modulation and, and uh, change of, uh, of the elements into something else. But also reminding also ourselves that uh, our body actually, according to medical uh, statistics, is composed of 90% of uh, water or something, something about that percentage. So if we look at that, that X-ray, we can see that it's just like, a, just like, a, a, you know, those uh, baggies, the, the, the plastic bags. <laughs> huh? So it's just like a plastic bag. When you were a kid, sometimes you might have been, I don't know, but you might have been going to the shop and buying jellyfish. Huh? So it just looks like a plastic bag with water and then with jellyfish in. And, and this is our body. We are just a bag of water with all kinds of, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, hard stuff floating or floating around. So if we are able to see our body just as elements, then, uh, then it brings us uh, a kind of a detachment. Also, if we want to investigate about the, 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 the chemical uh, potential that elements are having, then uh, we remind ourselves now if we are cooking, you know, like if, uh, if we are cooking something on the, on the fire, then it's the same. Let, like, let, let's say you are cooking well, you, you want to warm up the milk, huh? so uh, you, put, you put the thing there and then you warm up the milk, but if you forget, you know, after a few minutes, then, then the milk just pop and then it can, it can uh, uh, overturn the lid and then overflow. What is this? It's just because there is too much heat and then the, the heat is transforming the wind element and the wind element becomes more uh, explosive type and, and then it, it, it expands all the elements together. So you see the, the, how the heat is affecting the elements, how the heat also uh, influences the, the, the different types of reactions that uh, the elements are going to, uh, to go through. Also with your blender, you know, <laughs> like with your blender, once the, 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 the thing is just down there, then if you want to start again and then you push on the, 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 the max, you know, then it goes, <laughs> it goes very fast. And what happened? The same thing, and then full of bubbles and then it just overflows again. But it's the same elements, but just because of the, the dynamic that is inside, then the, the, the qualities of uh, these elements also are, 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 are changing. So it can be analyzed in many ways, you know. It can be analyzed from a, a chemical uh, perspective, a physical perspective, or also it can be analyzed uh, like uh, an artist would analyze it.
so also you can make many parallels with uh, like like with science and this uh, comparison of Buddhism has been done with uh, all you know science the science and psychology or medicine or we can find some uh, some parallel because it is just uh, studying the natural phenomena that we have in the life but again with the blender if we are a scientific and then okay now uh, let's say we put the guy in the blender and then we we we, we put it on then you dab the, all the body parts it will be the same if you put a body in a blender well let's say it's dead you know we will not we will not go to the extent of putting somebody alive there. But let's say you put a, a dead body. If you put a dead body in a blender, well, you are laughing. But uh, but these experiments has been have been done in the history, and there are some cultures who wanted to uh, to extract the, um, the, the, the 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 kind of elixir with what that will make uh, life uh, eternal. So they thought, no, there is an elixir in the body, you know, there is a type of oil that if we transform it, you know, we collect it and then we, we with chanting all kinds of things, then it, it can become an elixir for, uh, for eternity. In many, uh, a few cultures, you know, not only in the East, but also in the West, this type of uh, tentative have been done. So, uh, but it never succeeded so much, you know, I don't know, I didn't investigate. But the, 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 the question is that uh, uh, if you put the body there, you know, then the problem is, okay, now, where is consciousness? Is, can we put consciousness in a blender? Can we put consciousness in, a, in something that is going to be turned in, in elements? No, that's very difficult. And this is our challenge. Okay, now we can see the body, and then we can see the body just as elements, but what about that mind? What about that consciousness? And this is our trap. This is our problem, because consciousness is creating the eye. Consciousness is, uh, is uh, creating the, 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 the trouble of uh, eye-making, and, uh, and then we have to understand it. So this is uh, why we are doing meditation, and uh, this is what we have to uh, we have to uh, go beyond. So any comments or any uh, any questions regarding that? The wisdom is uh, is understanding that actually there is only the elements. We have the four basic uh, material elements, plus the element of space, and also the element of uh, consciousness. So this can be studied in the way of uh, the Sutta method, you know, Suttanta method, which is very simple, and also which is addressing uh, normal conventional reality, and uh, or the way of the Abhidhamma like uh, the deal only with ultimate re reality, the paramata satcha. So it's, uh, I could compare, we could compare that, you know, like uh, uh, to, uh, to, to, well, let's say medicine, you know, 
if you go to the doctor, then uh, of course you, 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 you register your name and then they call, okay, now this, this is Mr. So-and-so, this is Mrs. So-and-so. And so and then uh, when you meet the doctor, he shakes your hand and he says, how are you? And then he, he have a chat about uh, all many things of your life. And then he asks you, what is your problem? And things like this. So he's relating to a person. He's relating to an individual. And uh, then after that, he will give uh, a prescription. Either he will send you to the, uh, have a test for uh, stomach problems or, or, or knee problems or radiography, radio, radiology for any kind of uh, physical problems, or he may send you to a psychiatrist. <laughs> because uh, the mind is not, is, is different. So you may have a, a mental disease. Sometimes you may have just a pure physical disease. But he already, the medicine is making the difference between a psychiatric, uh, psychotic problem and also physical problem, and this is very important. So a psychiatrist needs to know what is the general medicine, and a, a general also practitioner knows that uh, if it's a mental problem, yeah, it has to be dealt with, uh, with a specialist with the mind. So uh, Buddhism also has uh, some kind of parallel. So this is with the medicine, hmm? but. Uh, we can say that this is like the sutta, the sutta approach. Right? The sutta is dealing with the conventional reality. So we are talking about the persons, we are talking about individuals, and then with the, the countries and things that are very conventional. But the Abhidhamma approach is dealing with uh, ultimate reality. And ultimate reality may be like uh, if uh, you go to have some tests and then you bring some blood or some any kind of uh, tissues or, or feces or, or t for analyze analyzes at the uh, analyze yeah analyze. to uh, to the labor laboratory then they don't they don't ask okay now oh yes how are you and uh, they just see blood <laughs> they just see uh, the skin or they just see whatever you bring to the laboratory for the analyze they just see that as, as, as element. They don't see a person there. Well, so the same thing with the Abhidhamma. When we read the Abhidhamma, uh, they, don't, they don't speak about individuals, and also there is not much of the skills or, or explanation about the, any kind of pedagogy. It is pure, bare, dry uh, facts about uh, uh, the mind, about the matter, about the mental factors. That's all, and also about Nibbana. That's all they are talking about. They don't speak about persons, they don't speak about how to deal with certain types of temperaments. No, it is just the facts of uh, elements, finally, just elements. So if we are interested to, uh, to practice, uh, those two approaches should not be neglected. That is, if we don't have the basis of uh, the sutta, then we will need uh, the skillfulness of adjusting our practice with reality or adjusting the practice with ourselves, how to do, uh, what not to do, and many clues that we are getting with these uh, inspirational uh, texts or with these uh, you know, related types of teachings because they are speaking about persons and they are speaking about us, they are speaking about concrete uh, situations in life uh, by which we are able to identify. Whereas the Abhidhamma itself is just, uh, they don't speak about that, you know. So, uh, 
if we are just dealing with the, the Abidema approach, then sometimes we may find it a little bit dry. So that's why uh, to have a good understanding of Buddhism, we need uh, the Buddha Dhamma, we need to have a good understanding of the Sutta. And also, it is important to have the, a good understanding of the Abidama because the Abidama is uh, dealing with uh, the details. Uh, the Abhidhamma is dealing with uh, a type of reality that is explained in, well, you may say in a type of uh, uh, hermetic uh, language or very technical language, but nevertheless, it's a language that is uh, technically uh, precise and also techni technically uh, relevant for the meditation that we have developed. So we can, we need to develop the meditation with these uh, conceptual uh, <coughs> uh, expressions, and also we need sometimes uh, some technical, uh, etymological, technical uh, explanations with uh, with uh, just uh, just a phenomenon, you know, by which we we will be able to to. Uh, to see more clearly uh, what is going on, you know, uh, beyond uh, beyond the concepts. Like uh, in medicine, if we don't have the, 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 the report, if we don't have the uh, the analysis, the analysis of uh, the laboratories or uh, you know uh, X-rays, the report of X-rays, then we don't uh, we, we we don't necessarily. Uh, we are. It's more difficult for us to know the the, 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 the problem. Mm? We can deal with the, with the disease just by intuition and also just by taking the medicine without understanding so much the, the causes or the roots. But uh, uh, if sometimes we want to, to to deal very seriously with the with the medical issue, then we need to to be very uh, precise. And then these uh, you know technical. Uh, uh, Technical uh, things are, are necessary, you know. You 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 get the idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we can continue the meditation. Hmm? <laughs> Do you have any questions? <laughs> good, good.